All right. Hey, I'm Mike Lemon with CyberSafe Team Nation. And today we have a special guest. We have Ms. Nicole Crane from Alliance Counseling out of Glasgow in uh, Munfordville. And she has agreed to talk to us today about social anxiety. Uh, Ms. Nicole, how are you doing today? I'm doing fine. How are you? Doing great. Doing great. I appreciate you uh, joining us. Uh, can you tell the, the parents out there on uh, CST Nation a, a little bit about yourself, a little background and kind of who you, who you work with? Sure. Um, I'm a licensed clinical social worker. I've been doing this for about five years. Um, I've worked with a, a wide variety of client populations, um, but the last couple of years I've been working quite a bit with um, teenagers and even, you know, down into the middle school ages. Um, so I, I've had a lot of experience recently working with kids and um, work with, with kids who have lots of different problems, you know, anxiety, depression, uh, behavior issues, all sorts of things. Okay, excellent. And we're going to talk about social anxiety today. How does, how does that kind of fit into what, what you or how you're working with the kids and, and how does it affect them and, and what the parents need to know about it? Well, I have noticed, you know, the last couple of years as I'm working more and more with this younger population, I'm, I'm definitely seeing a trend. I'm seeing a lot more teens and kids um, who are suffering from social anxiety, um, uh, social anxiety disorder, various types of anxiety disorders, mm -hmm. and a lot of it seems to be tied into um, difficulty with social interactions um, that, that may be related to electronic communications, social media, and those sorts of things. So I'm definitely seeing a trend there. Okay. I, I was doing a training uh, in Caverna, uh, a couple of days ago when we we're talking mm -hmm. about uh, cyberbullying and, you know, and why was it, why is it worse to be bullied over the internet from the stats that we had? And one of the, one of the kids said, why, why is cyberbullying more, probably more people cyberbullied over the internet. And he's like, well, that's how we communicate. We don't talk to each other except at school. Exactly. Uh, we just talk to each other. That's we talk to each other. over. That's how it happens. So if someone's going to get bullied, it's going to be over the internet, which is, mm -hmm reality of, of how we're living and what are, we, what are you seeing with your kids as far as uh, how often they're talking and the kind of the effects of of just uh, speaking to each other through through their their phones well for most of the kids that I see most of their social interactions their social conversations their social connection um, is done electronically, or at least that's a major component of how those interactions take place. Mm -hmm. um, of course, social media is huge, but even, you know, as simple as just texting, you know, nowadays, and it's not just, you know, kids and teens, even adults. I mean, a lot of times we text instead of making a phone call. Um, so, so definitely just the, the sheer volume of how much of their social interactions are taking place electronically as opposed to face-to-face, -to -face, mm -hmm. uh, it seems to definitely be having an impact on, um, you know, kids' ability to be comfortable in face-to-face -face interactions and, and that sort of thing. So that's that's sort of what I'm seeing more and more of lately. And in say, uh, kind of what, what what should parents look for to see if, if the child is 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 uh is dealing with some social anxiety uh, well so, 
Yeah, some of the symptoms of social anxiety, um, you know, obviously um, fear about being in social situations, uh, mm -hmm. fear or anxiety, nervousness about being in social situations. Um, a lot of times kids with social anxiety um, disorders will feel that um, they're going to be scrutinized by other people, that mm -hmm. when they're in a social interaction, they're going to be scrutinized. Um, that they are going to be judged, um, that they are going to embarrass themselves or humiliate themselves in some way. And then a lot of, a lot of that comes down to rejection. A lot of uh, these kids feel like, you know, if things don't go well in a social interaction, they're going to be rejected in some way. And this, mm -hmm. is, this is especially powerful for them when it comes to their peers. Because, you know, in those teenage years, you know, what your peers think about you and how your peers view you um, is everything. So f for kids, you know, those social interactions, even a social, a simple social interaction can be a really high stakes situation. Right. When, when there's that intense fear of, you know, not, not being able to handle it smoothly, so to speak. Yeah. And, uh, something we're talking to parents about is uh, kind of the, the cancel cancel culture, which is if you basically, if you don't agree with me, uh, there's, there's a hatred there or, or you're, you're kind of out of, mm -hmm. now you're out or you can't ever make a mistake because you make a mistake at some point, then that's, that's just, uh, you know, we kind of look at it as in, in celebrities like mm -hmm. uh, Kevin Hart. He got, you know, he got kicked out of, was it the Grammys? I think. As, yep. uh, from hosting that because of something he said 10 years ago. Not mm -hmm. that he's the same person as he was 10 years ago, but if you ever make a mistake, then it's, it basically defines you forever in this, in this kind of what we call the cancel culture. And how, mm -hmm. how is that in related to the social anxiety? How, how, how much are the kids facing that? Just not uh, celebrities, but actually our kids are, are facing that. Well, you know, with, with kids and teenagers, there's definitely that fear of, you know, if I do something, if I, if I do something embarrassing or if I do something that causes my, my friends or my peers to scorn me, I'm never going to live it down. Right. And, you know, teenagers anyway have a tendency to have a very, you know, sort of fatalistic view of things. You know, it's, they have difficulty sometimes looking at the, the long game, right? Or the, mm -hmm. the long-term picture. They think, you know, if something happens today, that's sort of the end of the world, right? right. They have a difficult time thinking, okay, you know, in 10 years, I'm going to be an adult and my life is going to go on. Teenagers tend not to think that way. So it is a similar kind of thing to that where, you know, if something happens today, whether this is true or not, they can very well believe this is the end of my life. You know, I've humiliated myself. I've embarrassed myself. I've I've done something wrong, and you know, this is sort of the end of the world. So yeah, it is sort of a similar uh, kind of concept. Okay, and so just kind of to educate parents, if if their child is is experiencing social anxiety, uh, what are some things that the parents can do, and kind of how what happens when they come to see you? Kind of what what how do y'all work through that uh, as, as through counseling? Mm -hmm. Well, I think one thing that's really important for parents in all of this is to really to just be engaged with your kids and be aware of how much they're using electronic communication. I, I think some parents are even a little surprised once they make it to me and we kind of really uncover and unearth 
sort of the the all the social the the electronic communication that the kids are involved in some parents mm -hmm. are kind of shocked you know there's a lot of apps and things that kids are using today that parents don't even really know anything about right. so i think one step even before it gets to me is just to try to be really engaged and aware of of how much your kids are using electronics and electronic communication and i know that can be challenging with teenagers um, but but you know if you do see that there's a problem um, and and you feel that you, you do need a professional to get involved and, and you do come to see me you know there's lots of things that we can do one thing I encourage kids and their parents to do is look for social interaction opportunities that don't involve electronics mm -hmm. you know if you can get your kids involved in uh, you know, even if it's something simple, even if it's just one activity a week where they actually have to interact face to face with other people. And, you know, for teens who are socially anxious, that might be a little intimidating, especially at first with, with their peers. But even if it's just interacting with, with, you know, adults or uh, people outside of their peer circle, you know, if they're too nervous about, you know, interacting directly with their peers, you know, in a face to face way, there's there's other activities and things you can get involved in. So that's one thing we would definitely try to do is is try to incorporate um, some sort of face to face interaction into their lives, because I have parents that that bring their kids into me and say, you know, they they never leave their room. They never want to come out of mm -hmm. the bedroom. They're on their phone. They're in there on their phone. They're on their tablet. Um, they're playing video games. And a lot of times these video games are also an electronic communication because video games nowadays, these kids have headsets and they're talking to other kids in, in different places while they're playing video games. So that's another electronic communication. Yeah. And parents will come in and say they never leave the room. They're constantly playing video games. They're on their phone. They're texting. So, you know, they've kind of become a hermit in a way. So we've yeah, got to sort do. of, ex we've got to expand their world a little bit and figure out, you know, comfortable ways in the beginning to incorporate some more social interactions, you know, into their, their routine. Oh, yeah. yeah you're exactly right. Because it, it's, as I've seen, not so much as the kids part of this, like you have, but more for the adults is when, you know, we're doing the uh, uh, background checks for, for the law enforcement, for police officers, for dispatchers, and you know, we did the employment backgrounds for them. So we do the interviews with them, we'd, we'd talk to them, and it's been a huge difference back in the mid-2000s, uh, talking to a 22, 23, 24-year-old, to talking to that same 22, 23, 24-year-old in the late 2010s, uh, 2015 or so, uh, just just the lack of ability to have eye contact when you talk to somebody, to shake their hand, to answer questions beyond just yes and no. You know, what you know, mm -hmm. what, what do you have to offer this this department? Oh, the standard background questions. Uh, but just you know, they look down, they have no emotion, yes, yep. no, and it's like, do you even want this job? And they do. But that's that's what we're, we're we're I think the end result is we're hindering our children from being yeah. successful adults by allowing them to uh, to have this these this lack of communication skill. Yeah, absolutely, and that's a point that I was going to make. If we don't catch this, you know, before they they graduate and try to sort of you know transition into adulthood, then we've got 
other big problems because I also see, you know, people that are, you know, late teens, early 20s that are struggling, you know, they, they may go to college and come home after one semester because they can't handle it. It's, it's just too much. It's overstimulation. It's, they're, they're just too anxious. They're not used to kind of being out in the world and having all of those interactions. Or maybe they're not prepared to enter the workforce because, like you said, they can't get through an interview. They're, they're not able to engage mm -hmm. um, socially with people in a productive way to where, you know, they're having trouble getting jobs. They're having difficulty going to college, going to trade school. They're having difficulty in relationships, in forming adult um, connections, friendships and, and relationships and things like that. So if we don't catch it, you know, before it gets to that point, then we've kind of got a, a generation of young people that are sort of entering adult life without the necessary skills to succeed. So that that is a big issue. And that's where I try to I try to intervene mm -hmm. and help families and help kids before it gets to that point. Oh, yeah, I think we are. We, we've, we have a uh, quite a few uh people are a part of a generation who's already entered the adulthood uh, with that, that problem. So it's definitely a huge, a huge problem that I uh, appreciate everything you do for it. Uh, Cause that, that's, that's changing the futures right there. Well, thank so you. Let me ask, is there anything else that you think that the parents would need to know uh, concerning this? Well, I mean, other than looking for some of the signs and symptoms, you know, that, that, that fear, that anxiety, the avoidance. A lot of times um, avoidance is the big thing. If, if a child or a teenager um, just is constantly avoiding social interactions and outings and things like that. Um, the other thing is just really knowing that there is help out there. I mean, you know, parents, they don't know everything. It's, mm -hmm. You know, it's tough raising kids and, and they may not be familiar with some of, some of these things, some of these disorders and, and how to handle them. So, you know, the big takeaway is there's help out there. I mean, there's people like me, there are agencies like Alliance where, um, you know, you can come and, and you can get help and have someone kind of walk you through this process and figure out, you know, where changes can be made and make it, you know, as, as painless as possible. And, you know, I, I do um, counseling with, with kids individually, but I also do family counseling. And sometimes that's helpful too, to, uh, you know, look at the whole family dynamic and, and see if, if, if bringing the family in together into some sessions is something that can be helpful. And sometimes it is. So, yeah, I really, you know, I want parents to really um, know that there is help out there. And, um, you know, that's what we're here for. Oh, excellent. Excellent. Now, we're going to uh, uh, tag Lyons' website in the uh, in, in the video, in the comments of the video, so people can, can reach out to them on their website. Is that the best way for, for parents to, to reach you or to reach somebody at Alliance just through the website or? Pro probably so. I, we've recently up, updated our website. I it saw is it very, looks very nice. It, thank you. It is very robust. It's very interactive. Through that website, um, you can contact us through, you know, email, phone calls. We offer um, telehealth now. We offer, you know, online counseling. I mean, we can do counseling via video chat. So that's a new capability okay, that we so they can have. do it kind of like we're doing it. Just, Absolutely. Just okay. Absolutely. So yes, our, our website, that that's sort of a one-stop shop. If, if you can make it to that website, you can definitely connect with us over a variety of platforms. Well, excellent. Well, I appreciate you uh, talking to us today and I really appreciate uh, you discussing with our parents uh, exactly what they need to do. 
And so if you want to reach out to uh, Ms. Nicole or Alliance, we'll, we'll put the website in the, uh, in the comments so you can do that. But again, uh, Nicole, I appreciate it. Well, you're very welcome. Thank you for the opportunity, Mike.